The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005. Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie-care.com to learn more. That's prairie-care.com. Well, hello there, my friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome into another episode here of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. Great to have you here. Um, sitting down here to record this on a Saturday morning in the midst of what has been a, a very, very, very busy stretch over here in my life with um, maneuvering grad school and um, just kind of all the things that come with being human. And I'm, I'm so excited to be able to just finally sit down here, record this, connect with all of you. So grateful as always for this space and um, just wanna wanna welcome you in and hold really, really deep space for however each and every one of you are showing up here in this moment. All emotions, feelings, all the things are welcome as we come together here for this episode. So, so glad you're here. And this week, we are, are diving into the topic of conflict, which I know that word can bring up a lot of different stuff for for each and every one of us. We each kind of have our own re- unique relationship with maneuvering conflict. And to to help us with this, we once again have Dr. Anastasia Rastau joining me here for this conversation. And for those of you who have not tuned in in the past, um, Dr. Rastau is a licensed psychologist director of psychotherapeutics at Prairie Care, and always such an honor to have her on um, monthly here on the podcast to dive into a number of different topics. And so with with conflict here this, this episode, um, we talk about a lot of different things surrounding this. We talk about how Conflict can be this really, really scary thing, an overwhelming thing to step into for sure, and can be a really, really incredible portal for deeper connection between us and the people that we are in relationship with. We talk about some ways to just maneuver those moments, those tough conversations, those moments of conflict that we might find ourselves in. We talk about how perfectionism can sometimes seep into this whole conflict process and much more. So as always, encourage you to take a nice deep breath and truly um, just take what serves you from this conversation and go ahead and leave the rest. Be really, really gentle with you out there, my friends, and 
I hope that this episode, this conversation serves you in some way. So here we go. Hello. Hello. How are we today? Great. Yeah? How are you? I'm doing all right. Okay. We're here. We're present. Yes. I uh, I was thinking on the drive over here, I was like, I should like really say something to cause a lot of conflict here right at the beginning of this episode. Oh, brilliant. So we can just, just something that will get under your skin. Just dive right in. Right out of the gate. What'd you come up with? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't get that far. Oh, man. <laughs> Just I was ready. Bring it on. Make this just like the most awkward podcast ever. We're just fighting for a half hour. <laughs> well, fighting and conflict might be two different things. I there don't you know. go. There you go. It'd get be interesting though. In real time. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll just get along instead. Let's oh, let's go that. Let's go that approach. All right. Um, great to have you. And what a what a good conflict. What a what, said, what a good conflict that we have today. What what mm-hmm. a good conversation. That we're diving into yeah. here today. Conflict. Conflict. Conflicts. Yeah. And I know so many different ways that we can go with this. Mm-hmm. And I I find it seems like all of us kind of have our own relationship with conflict and our willingness to step into it. Would you agree? Yeah. And viewpoint of conflict. Like yeah. what is, what isn't, is it good? Is it not good? All of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like some of us a little bit more conflict averse. I would probably fall much more in that category. Mm-hmm. Other people who have maybe kind of perfected it a, a, a little bit more. But I think w- one of the things that I know, it's uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Like, like stepping into conflict with somebody and not just, kind of going with the flow and people pleasing and just burying how we truly feel Mm -hmm. yeah, is a kind of a huge shift for some people who are listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. I mean, it can be a huge shift. It also, I think, you know, there's a range of our comfort with being in conflict and facing conflict and stepping into conflict versus stepping away from it. But then there's also all of these intersecting variables and factors that I think might influence in the moment whether you're able and willing to lean into Mm -hmm. that versus nope, I just, I can't or I won't Yeah. right now. So even if, you know, I tend to be more of a, I can be in conflict and it's uncomfortable every single time, but I, I'm not as avoidant of it Mm -hmm. as many others are. Mm -hmm. Um, But even still, there are some times where I just absolutely choose the path of avoiding yeah versus leaning in is that mm-hmm. something that you've had to practice in your life or do you feel like that's always come a little bit more natural for you i think it's a little bit of nurture it's a little yeah. bit of nature i mean there's absolutely um, growth and development that i think has been helpful for me practice learning strategies learning skills yeah. um age experience you know dedication like dedication meaning it's a value to me. It's important to me. I've learned Mm. just from my own experience, I cannot stand the feeling internally that I get when I know I've stepped away from or avoided Mm. um, something that needs to be said or kind of just that healthier conflict. And so it's almost self-preservation for me Yeah, 
to lean in. And sometimes it's not in that moment. Maybe it's later. But everybody's different. Totally. Other people don't get that feeling at all or actually would get that feeling from leaning into the conflict. Yeah. If they're not sure how to do that or are with somebody who's reacting differently or whatever. Yeah. 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 And so it's almost like there's the uncomfortableness of having the, the, the conversation around conflict or kind of bringing up something. Yeah. And then there's the feeling that arises for you too. That kind of icky feeling. It sounds like when you're like, Oh, I'm kind of like backing off here and Mm -hmm. not stepping into something that would probably be healthy to address. Yeah. Balancing maybe which one feels which one's more, gonna... toler- more tolerable or yeah. Yeah. Or even I'm just, and I, I say this not to like be all about me, but I know there are others out there who hopefully can relate to this, but sometimes it's not even a conscious choice in the moment, but later I'm so great at overthinking things. Mm. And then if I haven't dealt with the conflict and leaned into it, I will stew and stew and stew. And just like it, it's a thing inside that is hard for me to set aside and mm-hmm. let go of until I've just moved through it yeah. with whoever I need to move through it with, if yep. that makes sense. Totally makes sense. So it can become consuming and that's not healthy and it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Which I think kind of leads us into something that I know we wanted to talk about and how, you know, co- conflict kind of has this, <clears throat> this notion of a negative thing or a bad thing in a relationship. And yet, I think has the potential to bring you much closer to Mm -hmm. the people in your life. Like if you're going to be in relationship with anybody at a deep level, conflict is just naturally going to be part of that. Yeah. It's, I I was going to say that it's part of the human experience, but I actually think it's, if you really look broadly, it's part of the living being experience. I think mm -hmm. we see conflict even with animals and whatnot. Totally. So we don't need to go there, but I'm just saying, I think it's, yep absolutely part of life and when we can shift to recognize conflict as potentially being a healthy thing sometimes it's not I think it also is on a spectrum Mm -hmm. Um, but you know that it's something we can move through together and be uncomfortable in the moment together in order to come out of it in a different space together with a deeper connection or a better understanding of each other or being able to really learn and grow as a human being in some way that, um, that knowledge or belief in and of itself helps us kind of pull together what we need energetically, emotionally, mentally, courage wise, whatever to, to lean in, in those times. Cause we know it's worth it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm just trying to think about like my own experience as somebody who, like I said, is, much more on the kind of people pleasing end of the spectrum and have kind of learned that's, that's my way of coping with life. A lot is just to people, please yeah. shut down what's going on for me internally, become whatever that person needs me to be. That's how I create harmony. That's how I get accepted. Right. And sure. Yeah. I think you, you a learn. lot of us can relate to that. Yeah. And have learned that that's not necessarily a, a sustainable model <laughs> for having healthy relationships with people. It's hard. It, it might, you know, serve a purpose in the moment. But if you think about the end game, you know, what's the end goal? And if, if part of that is to have those more meaningful relationships, whatever the relationship might be, Mm -hmm. then to stay away from 
differences or conflict or disagreements or, or not kind of authentically be present in your own sense, that creates its own beast that becomes much more difficult in the long run and absolutely can become a barrier or a wedge yeah. within that relationship. Well, and what I've noticed is that like on the other side, generally of conflict with another human being, people in my life, I, there's almost like, I would describe it as like a tenderness on the other side of it mm-hmm. between me and that other person. Mm-hmm. It's kind of yeah. like we went into, into some deep stuff together and I found it actually makes me almost care about that person even more when we manage it and kind of get through it. And yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's interesting for me how it can go from on the front end of it, almost like this feeling sometimes of like resentment or like not saying certain things. And then it's like fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. But then you get into it with that person. And then on the other side, not saying that that happens all the time. Right. But I have found that to be true a handful of times where it's like, Oh, I feel a little bit more connected to this person because we've, I, I understand them a little bit better. Yeah. So if you think about it, if, if you avoid the conflict, what happens then is you write your own narrative about what they're thinking or what they're, reasons are for whatever it is. They write their own narrative. We've now kind of created two different stories that might be totally off the mark. Mm -hmm. And we haven't gone through that together. Whereas when we lean in and we, especially if we can view that conflict as something to be curious about, something, an opportunity to actually learn about what their perspective is and understand, that puts us into the situation together. So now we, it, just by nature, like when you have a common experience, it draws you closer together. Yeah. And then you've gone through the conflict. And so it helps you to actually literally understand each yeah. other better. So of course you're going to feel closer. That's interesting. Know. Yeah. So like the conflict is almost like a, it's a shared experience with somebody. Yeah. Like you could, you could say going to a concert with somebody is a shared experience or yep. going on a trip together is a shared experience that might make you feel closer to that person. Yeah. And yet, yeah, maybe conflict can be looked at as like a vehicle yeah. to enter into a shared shared experience together. Yeah. An uncomfortable one. Yeah. And there's like so many varieties of shared experiences that if we allow ourselves to be in with other people, that allows us to grow closer, to understand each other better, to have memories mm. together, all of that. And why can't conflict be a part of that too? I love that. That's kind of like a nice little reframe. Yeah. 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 Let's go on a little conflict journey together. Sweet. See where we end up on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not like we want to be in conflict 24 seven. That's no fun either, you know, but, um, and I mean, and even having said all of that, I would still say it's natural nine out of 10 times. I'm making that number up. So that's not official, but you know, nine out of 10 times to still feel like, oh, here we go again. I don't want to do this. I'm not in the mood. You know, why doesn't he just get it? Like, you should just know, you should just understand me or whatever. And, but usually when I start to hear those thoughts in my mind, that's when I'm like, oh, 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 pause, take a breath, lean into this because how should he just know this? He should, he can't read my mind or whatever. I mean, I tell my husband all the time, don't, do not go into my head. I highly recommend against it. It's <laughs> it's too much for me. I wouldn't recommend anybody else getting in uh, there either. So how can I expect him to read my mind? Totally. That'd yeah. be a little wild if we could actually read each other's minds. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. Mm-mm. 
someday we might be headed that in that <gasps> direction with all the all the things out there. Oh boy. So what what have you found? Maybe you personally, your work with clients, just working in this field, um, are are helpful things to keep in mind to maneuver conflict in a mm. little bit more of a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, God, there's so many things. It's hard, I know. Right? How do you like pull it all together totally. into one quick snapshot? But I think one thing that that just is so helpful is um, taking that brief little moment to just pause, mm. like recognize it when you're seeing it or feeling it. Take a minute to breathe. the The more um, regulated we are, yep. the easier it is to navigate these tough conversations and tough situations. So sometimes it means also choosing the right time for the conflict. Yep. So maybe I wait. I avoid for a little bit to get myself calm -er, and Mm -hmm. then I lean into the conflict. Um, And sometimes even being transparent about that too is really effective. So to say something like, oh my gosh, okay, I just need a second Mm -hmm. to get my thoughts straight, but we clearly have very different perceptions here about the situation. And I think it's important we talk it through or something like that. Right. Totally. Um, and sometimes also saying things like, uh, I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I'm just telling you, like, I'm a little nervous to talk about this, but I think we should, I think it's important. I think, you know, Mm. we deserve that. Whoever the we are. Um, so it just kind of disarms a little bit. I think some of the feeling that it's a confrontation versus a conflict. Yes. Um, the other one I think that helps me almost universally is, either as a clinician or personally in my life too, is really pausing and telling myself, be curious, not furious, be curious, not furious. Like Mm. if I can just be in a space of curiosity to seek to understand what that other person is thinking or feeling or what their why is, Mm -hmm. that's going to help me a ton to just be in a different space altogether and really move through that together. And then I hope that they would also want to understand my perspective. But I think a lot of times when we go into conflict, it's like, we just want them to understand our perspective because we're right. Yeah. And that that's more confrontation than, than conflict. Yeah. So conflict to me feels like it can be really collaborative. It's mutual. Even if we don't love it, um, it's with a goal. Yes. And if we can both seek to understand and be curious rather than just like coming in, totally, that can make a big difference. Yeah, and that like that is so hard to do when you're. It's so hard to not jump right into that. Well, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. But that you know, and I am saying that from personal experience. Like I. Yeah. It, it's amazing how much it takes to to really be able to sit and truly listen and be curious and, and not attack somebody when they say something. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, there's many of us too, where when we're heightened a little bit, our tone of voice can get really sharp. Our volume can get loud and Mm -hmm. that in and of itself can put people into a defense stance and, and feels confrontational. And I will catch myself in that. And, and, you know, even just being transparent about that, like, I'll say, oh my gosh, okay, hold on a second. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's coming off really harsh. That is, that's not fair. Yeah. Let me take a breath. Let me take a step back for a second. And then can you help me understand yeah. 
where you're coming from because I feel like I'm missing something. So do you yep. see how different that feels versus For like sure. nobody? No, like no. Yeah. You know, that's, I, it's I, different. I, absolutely. Yeah, I think, um, and I think too, saying, speaking, you can never go wrong speaking from a standpoint of my experience is. Mm-hmm. Like my experience you know, maybe you're talking about something that happened, mm-hmm. you know, that you're, you're having conflict around my experience with that was this, this yeah. is what came up for me this, yep. instead of a, you did this and you're wrong and this is why you're bad. Yeah, You know, it's, it's more of a, you know, I don't know what your intention was or I don't know what was going on on your end, but like, this is what came up for me. This is what activated in me mm-hmm. and just almost like a rep- I was kind of described as like reporting of the weather a little bit. It's like yeah. reporting your internal weather climate. Oh, I love that. This is what came up. <clears throat> I, I felt this in my body. I felt really overwhelmed. I felt really, you know, hurt by that. Like whatever it is more of a describing of that versus a, you did all these things. And I, I just think it helps, mm-hmm. it helps land maybe in a place with that person where you can, not get as activated. Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, that reminds me of, of a strategy that we would talk about quite a bit in, in an appointment or in clinic or whatever, whatever the situation might be. But the language of when you blank, Mm -hmm. whatever the thing was, action, what you said, what you did, when you Mm -hmm. sound like that, when you blank, I feel blank. Yeah. So even, you know, as simple as something like that, taking a breath and going, and, and actually this is another piece of it, starting with everybody just wants to be heard and mm-hmm. understood and valued for, for what they're bringing to that yep. moment. So starting with taking that breath and starting with something like, this feels really important. And I feel like what you're saying is really important to you and what I'm feeling is really important to me. Yeah. When you raise your voice like that and you said those kinds of words, that actually makes me feel like you don't care about me. Mm-hmm. Can we talk a little bit about what just happened and where you were coming from? Help me understand. And then hopefully it can shift the other way. And then you kind of, it's like, here's my side, here's your side. Okay. So the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Let, yep. Let's get there together. Totally. How do we get there? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So there, there needs to be a holding of the space for both sides. Yeah. I have somebody that I'm close to in my life who we say that to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. When, when, when I share something or, or, or they share something, it's like holding space for that. Yeah. It's not like a jumping into whether that's, I agree with it or I disagree with it. It's just like, okay, I'm going to validate your experience. Yeah. We're going to at least just start there. Yeah. Yeah. And like, let's hold space for where both of us are at. Yeah. And then I think once the other person feels at least heard, mm-hmm. it's not that it eliminates the conflict, but it's at least that it's a solid, solid ground to at least start on. I yeah. think. Yeah. More solid. It can set the stage potentially for you to be in this together and, and again, to like move through the muck yeah. together. Um, and the other side of that too is it's, you know, like we alluded to a little bit ago, it is a little bit about just getting us out of that fight or flight mode, that like stress response that just kind of escalates everybody's brain and body, bringing us co-regulating, meaning like we're, if we can both pause, breathe, kind of get into a different space and recognize that that middle ground is where we want to be in terms of perspective, Mm -hmm. all of that together helps us 
um, deepen the experience. Yeah. And then the other side of it, I think that often happens for folks who um, abandon ship in terms of leaning into the conflict. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, this is not, I can't do this or I'm not going to do this is if there's a really strong reaction from that other person or it's really different from how they were expecting. Um, because again, often we move into these conversations. If we're not in a space of curiosity, we're moving into it with an assumption that we know what their perspective Mm -hmm. is and we know their intention and we're just like ticked and like going to prove them wrong or whatnot. But if we move in, even with that sense of curiosity and understanding, and they react big, let's say, they have a strong, big reaction, that might make us go, whoa, they don't like me anymore. Mm-hmm. I just screwed up. Oh, my gosh. I might have just messed up this relationship or whatever. Yeah. Because we assume it's about us, that those emotions are targeting us. And sometimes on the surface, it is targeting us. Well, you this and you that and you think that yeah. and anger and all of that. On the surface, if we take that at face value, that's not going to help us move through it together. But if we can just pause for a second in our mind and know Mm -hmm. that very often you've got the content of the conflict, but then you have all the other stuff around that that's coming out, that might actually be their own stuff. Those emotions coming out that seem like they're targeted right at you and are very personal might actually not be personal at all. may have nothing to do with you. Yeah. There's all kinds of layers and factors that can make a person become emotional that could have something to do with something that happened 10 minutes ago or a day ago or four years ago or who knows what. Yeah. And it's so hard. Yeah. And it's, it's, or it's so easy to almost turn against ourselves in those conversations and be like, oh, I must have mm-hmm. done something wrong. This is all me, 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 me. Yeah. My fault. So that's been, you know, as a clinician, but. Also, I would say this very much kind of has become a part of my own mindset in my personal life, too. It's, it absolutely helps protect me from getting into um, my own stuff. Mm-hmm. And in, a, in that moment when I say to myself, this is not about me. Yeah. Like the emotion is not about me. The conflict might be. Sure. But, but what I'm experiencing from them may not be about me. And that's okay. Like, yeah. That's okay. Totally. Yeah, it seems like it seems like so much of being in conflict is our own relationship with like our own thoughts and our own emotions and our ability to sit with uncomfortable things without being too reactive to those things. Mm-hmm. Which is why it almost seems like it's just the day-to-day work that we're doing on ourselves to try to just keep ourselves semi-grounded. What and, and that looks different for everybody and yeah. mm-hmm. it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard, and especially in the world that we live in, we're all just flying all over the place a lot of yeah. the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I saw something recently that it was like a post about kind of what helped this person actually get into a healthy, like loving relationship. And you said, one of the things he said was doing work on regulating his own emotions. Mm-hmm. And I just, I so resonated with that. Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. like that's such a big part of all this. Because if we can't sit with uncomfortable things, it's it's hard. It's hard to stay present, yeah, and not get into those parts of our brain and our bodies where we get really defensive and say things that we don't actually want to say. Right, right. So the more we become 
used to um, kind of recognizing our own stuff and getting ourselves grounded and centered, the more likely we are able to tolerate situations where things might escalate a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, the bathtub can only fill so much before it starts to spill over. And so the more you work to just get that water level low by practicing all the different things that help you um, stay resilient and manage your emotions and all that, then you have a little more wiggle room for conflict to kind of fill up that tub a little bit more. Totally. Yeah. And I think too, I don't know if we brought this up already. It can be really powerful to ask the other person, are you in a space, Mm -hmm. you know, to hear some feedback or to kind of get into a conversation together? Yeah. You know, like kind of checking in, like, is this a good time? Yeah. You know, if you pick a time that isn't necessarily a good time for somebody, the conversation can can go much differently. Totally. That's a really respectful thing. Um, And sometimes you don't have that luxury either. You know, it just sort of depends. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think the the way we navigate conflict can feel really different when you know the person and you're in a some sort of relationship with them and you've been able to or you are creating that safe space so that you know you can lean in and still yeah. come out the other side, in fact, better off than you were before, you know, versus there's also conflict sometimes with people we don't know or we don't have relationships with and believe it or not some of these very same strategies can be just as effective at kind of disarming the like the the confrontational side of it is all I can think of to say Mm -hmm. you know the anger that like on the surface stuff and actually making it a meaningful experience for both of you that you may never see again you know each other again but to me I've I've had some of those experiences where looking back, I kind of, I'm like, wow, those are just as powerful to me in my own personal growth mm-hmm. um, as are some of the times of conflict with people that I'm in, you know, yeah. uh, some sort of relationship with. So it really depends. And as we kind of start to, to wind down a little bit, I think, um, I think too, it's just important to remind people that this is hard stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that it's okay if you kind of trip and fall and land flat on your face when you step into some of these conversations sometimes. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it is, I know it's easy for us to sit here and make this all sound like it's just this, you know, <laughs> just do this, regulate your emotions. Yeah. Just, just regulate, make sure the other person's in the right in. space and you just, it's going to be great. Use you're going to be fancy words. You're going to feel so tender together. Afterwards. It's going to be amazing. You know, I mean, I know that, yeah. that that's not always the case. And so no. as is life, right. It might feel really messy and it fi- might feel really overwhelming. Yeah. And yet conflict just kind of a fact of life. Yeah. And we're all kind of in this muck together and maybe it's just an invitation to people that, um, inching a little bit more in that direction of having the courage to lean in and have some of these conversations with the people that you care about. Yeah. You know? Yep. And, and knowing that there isn't an exact formula, there isn't an exact right or wrong. If you're hearing the shoulds in your, in your mind, I want to give you permission to let go of those because conflict, like so many other things that have to do with our human experience 
um, is something that can be really helpful and enriching for us as humans, either alone or with each other, depending. But, but there's so many ways that we can move through that. And there's so many ways that are powerful and impactful. Um, and it's rarely, I would say even it's rarely the same twice and very often might not even feel great until you can look back on it. And then, then it's like, Oh, wow, we did that, that, you know, that was really great. And there's even research that shows, for example, sorry, a slight side tangent love as we're trying to wind side. down. No, we can, we can go as long Man, as you want. Should we have some conflict Wait, about are we, this? Yeah, are we having conflict? <laughs> no, I want to wind down. <laughs> okay. I'm going to wind us up. Um, that wouldn't really be conflict. That would just be oppositional, but nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, nonetheless, whole other podcast. But I'm thinking about, again, let me walk you through my train of thought because it is connected. It might seem random, but you know, there's that whole idea of, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? Is con okay. If conflict is good, I should probably have some more, no, of, it, more of it and right. I need to make sure I'm good. And then there's that kind of leads me to thinking about the many, many parents who I've worked with over the years who worry that conflict in front of their children is going to be harmful mm. or c- cause like damage for the rest of their lives or whatnot. And, and what we know, and I see it time and time again, is that when we can learn how to view conflict in the ways that we've talked about today and lean into it, and our kids can see us go full circle yeah, from the beginning of the conflict to maybe it's waiting till the right time, having the conflict, having it makes it sound like it's very like, well, here we go. Now we're in it. And now we're done. We're having conflict right now. Yeah. I mean, there are times the way my brain works, conflict may be over a series of blips, you know, because sometimes I take longer to process the information and then I need to come back and like work through the conflict a little bit Mm -hmm. more. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. But the the point is we want to be able to let our kids see us come full circle to where now we've come through the muck together and we are on this better level of understanding with each other that Mm -hmm. like it did something for us in a positive way. It was impactful in some way when they can see that that helps them to also become comfortable with what conflict can do for them. Yeah. It's a life skill. Yeah. That's a natural part of life. Yes. You know, I think I remember we talked about that in a previous episode about, I think like, just modeling that difficult emotions oh, yeah. can yep. exist. And yeah. It's okay for kids to see that. Yeah. And that occurred to me too. Like, isn't this a little bit the spice of life? Like we want to work on our own stuff and get grounded and have the tools that we need to like manage our own emotions. Mm-hmm. But also part of a healthy, invigorating, sustainable relationship, whether that's friends, whether that's siblings, whether that's, Um, people in like a romantic relationship, whatever, part of what makes that beautiful and spicy is we have times where our emotions are escalated and times where we don't agree and times where we're going to be in conflict. And that's wonderful. That's okay. So the goal isn't to just be like even keel all the time. Nothing gets to me, you know, like, no, there's just many layers to all of this and all of it can serve a beautiful purpose. Cause don't you think like it's impossible for nothing to get to you? 
right? Like it's, it's, it's like stuff is getting to us. It's just whether we're going to give it an outlet. Yeah. Whether with ourselves or actually talking about it with somebody. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll, there'll be an outlet. Yep. Whether we choose it or not, either our bodies will be the outlet for us or we'll figure out how to, you know, what, figure out what that outlet needs to be. But yeah, I don't think it's possible to not. It's funny. Um, you were talking about like, okay, you know, almost like the perfectionism of this can kind of seep in. Mm-hmm. See, now I'm veering off on a tangent. So I'm, Excellent. I'm following your lead. Um, yes. Yeah, here we go. This is going to turn into a two, go, hour, Brian, two hour. Go, Brian, <laughs> go. on that tangent. <laughs> um, I've noticed that my all or nothing way of thinking in my brain, which is very conducive to, you know, OCD and anxiety, <laughs> two things that I've struggled with. Mm-hmm. We'll go, it's, it's done this thing with conflict for me before, because I tend to have a lot of anxiety around relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's actually kind of a a diagnose, like relationship OCD, relationship anxiety. I've really, really, really resonated with that. Yeah. And so it's funny. It'll start doing things to me like, okay, now in order to do conflict right, I, I need to, every little thing that somebody says to me that maybe doesn't land the right way or... Like now I need to like address that. And if I'm not addressing (laughs) it and talking about it with them, I'm doing the relationship wrong and now I'm out of alignment and, you know, and then it kind of snowballs from there. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, um, I resonated when you, when you brought that up because I think our, I think my brain kind of hijacks that and goes into a pretty extreme level, but I think it's, it's so important in any kind of concept that we talk about on this podcast. Yes. It's like perfectionism wants to get in there and. Yep. Overcomplicate the heck out of it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Which is kind of, I think, where like the name of the podcast came. Take what serves, leave the rest. Maybe yeah. there's like one little nugget from this conversation that you just pull into your life. Yeah. It doesn't need to be implementing all of this right out of the gate. Right. You know? Right. And I, I really do think there's um, a that is more common than most mm-hmm. people realize, which is exactly why. I said, you know, I brought that up earlier because I just, I know I can hear it. The people, there are going to be many people yep. listening to this who are going to be like, okay, well, yep. writing down time the to have some and conflict <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do and how I'm going to say yeah. it. Um, and, but, you know, it really is about also just, I mean, choosing your battles, you know, deciding uh, that's where the end goal kind of helps. If you can mm-hmm. think about what's, what's really important to me with this person and is it important to be right every single time or is it important to like take every little nugget and make it a conflict for growth or whatever or like is it really about intentionally um, steering my energy towards areas of conflict that feel like something bigger inside of me Um, because I I do think you really could get conflict fatigue and you're going to burn each other out and people aren't going to like, that's not, it's not desirable nor sustainable to have conflict all the time, nor is it desirable and sustainable for most people to have zero conflict and just hold it all inside. You know, there I go again with the middle ground, but isn't that, that's life though, man, it is. Yeah. Yep. Well, do we have any conflict that you and I need to work through before we wrap this up or are we, Hmm. Good. I feel like we're in a good space, Brian. Okay. 
I mean, how about from your perspective? I want to be curious. Thank you for honoring my... Is there anything that we need to work out? You know, I think um, there's so many, but I'm going to just be really avoidant and (laughs) stay consistent with my my way of living. And I'm great. I'm great. We're good. Everything's Everything's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No problems here. I just won't talk to you for a month now. Okay, all right. I know. Now I'll know what that's all about. Now you'll understand. <laughs> At least I gave you a heads up. Gave now, you when up. you replay this in your head later tonight, you don't need to message me in a panic of like, wait, okay, if I don't talk to you for a month, you know that doesn't mean that there's a conflict I'm avoiding, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, you know so, that I was just joking. Yep, we were just, just being silly. Just being silly on the podcast. <laughs> um, oh. Thank you. Thank you. As always. Yeah, what a um, pleasure and honor to be in the space with you, Brian. I love it every time. Me too. Until the next time. Until the next time. Take good care of you. Thank you. You as well. Also, just a reminder that this podcast is not meant to replace work with a therapist. And so if you feel you need it, I encourage you to reach out to a trained mental health professional. All right. We'll talk soon.